Welcome back to another rendition of the Chirpin' Yodi's Emergency Broadcast System. I am joined with Stathead Grandy to tell you the great deal we had today. Grandy, let these fine people know what they might already know by this hour. So, I mean, we've all heard about the offer sheet and, yes, Barry Kotkaniemi and all of that. And it's kind of made a lot of sense. And we've been talking about it in our group chats. And what we've exactly what we've been talking about came to fruition today. Christian Dvorak was traded to the Montreal Canadiens for a first round pick with conditions set in 2022 and a second round pick in 2024. The first round pick's conditions are we get the better of the two picks between the Hurricanes and the Canadiens. Unless it's a top 10 pick, in which case we get the worst, uh, worst of the two picks. So, so pick. more than likely, I mean, the Canadians have an uphill climb just to make the playoffs this year in that division. And they already lost their captain and best defenseman in Shea Weber. It's going to be an uphill climb for them. There's a very real chance this pick's in the teens, late lottery or one of the seven, eight seeds in the playoff. There's a very good chance we get a good pick out of this deal. Um, I'll take that, honestly. But it came at the cost of Christian Dvorak. Christian Dvorak. I, I, what? I said I'm going to miss him. I really am going to miss him. He's one of my favorites. And a cool last name to boot. This, this one hurt. This one, this one hurt. I thought the Connor Garland trade hurt until this trade happened, and I realized, oh man, I am going to miss Christian Dvorak something fierce. Um, but all the scoreboard, all the reasons why. Um, twenty-five years old, prime of his career. He's actually a really good underrated finisher. Can play on the power play, can play on the penalty kill, can win you face-offs, can play defense, can play offense. He's just, he does everything. He is such a well-rounded player. Canadians got a good player there. They got a really good player there. It's just unfortunate that Timeline wise, I mean, if we got good in four years, he'd be 29 and a free agent at the end of that year. It's just on his way out, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, we figured he was the next one to go and he went. Um, but for good cause. I mean, like I said, I had an ag teacher in high school that always said, if you're going to make a mess, make a big mess. And I mean, if you're going to trade your players like this, I'm, I'm glad that we have a GM that's bringing in, as we've said in these last school podcasts, good picks. Stuff that's worth it. This next draft, uh, Professor Grandy knows all about it, and he said it, so I'm going to trust his word on that. It's supposed to be a super loaded draft. I mean, imagine how many Dvoraks we could get out of that, I guess. It's, it hurts. I mean, like, like you said, I mean, he was a Definitely one of the fan favorites, I'd say, for sure. Um, like I said, I'll take the haul. I mean, especially if it's going to be a, at least a teen's pick. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. That could be, who knows, another fan favorite. It's a painful year, though. Going to make, a, like you said earlier, the 
2015 season seemed like it was uh, happy days. So got that coming for us. Yeah, this year's going to be rough. I don't think it's been talked about which team is going to tank harder, the Sabres or the Coyotes, and I think we got that answer today. Oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah, for sure. With the Devo trade, I think the only, what, piece that's tradable, quotation marks, is Kessel, right? My dog perks his head up. Um, um, trade him too. Guys, Russell, um, Beagle, Yaskin, these are guys that are that's probably, true. but they're deadline trades. Those guys are definitely deadline trades. I'll take that. That's cool with me too. Oh. Like I said, I mean, that's, that's all I ever want. It's just, uh, Good team. I'll wait a couple of years. I got time. Yep, and that's just it. It's tough, but with some patience, we should have a good team at the end of this. Oh, this year's going to be really rough, though, so just strap in, in. pick out your favorite adult beverage, <laughs> and watch the coyotes. Yeah. Um, well, luckily, we are... Uh... Well, I guess it'll be revealed in our next podcast, but we are definitely covering ASU a bit more, at least this season and probably forever, but going to try. So we have some, hopefully, positive news. They've been playing pretty well. Got some exciting talent on there. So hopefully yeah, that'll kind of at least take some of the sting out of it. Led by a second-round pick, Josh Doan. Not a big deal. Um, Amazing. But yeah, no, we we have some definite things to look forward to and we'll be able to follow along with some of these new prospects as well. Um, I'm very excited to see what Dylan Gunther can do in the minors this year. There's definitely reasons to tune in. There's reasons to be excited, but there's also reasons for pain. I mean, I don't blame anyone if they're just bummed as all get out over this trade because We've known this is coming. We've talked about this since, even during the season. Towards the end of the season, we said we needed to do just this. Yeah, um, we did. And we are in pain over this trade. So, For sure. Coyotes fans, if there's anyone out there that's making, giving you a hard time for being bummed about this, just water off the back ignore those guys i'm bummed about this i i'm hurt about this it it is what it is yeah we have a bright future to look forward to but we lost some fan favorites this offseason a lot they lost pretty i mean i think how many do we have love you have keller i'd say he's a well i'll call him a fan favorite for simplicity uh we still have it- castle Chikrin's really the only true yeah. fan favorite left. And we yeah, just traded his friend away. Yeah, we did trade his friend away. I saw his, uh, his Instagram post where he had the broken heart. Like, man, that that hurt, man. I wasn't ready for that. No, I know. That really drove home just how much Dvorak meant to this team. I mean... One of the, you- hearts, one of the hearts of the team, for sure. Absolutely, and we'll we'll get something good out of this trade. I'm almost I'd almost be willing to guarantee we get some playable player out of one of those two picks. That doesn't even sure. 
that doesn't ease the pain right now. At least with the Garland trade, we had the relative immediate aftermath of taking Dylan Gunther. Yeah. Um, with this one, we're almost a full year away from seeing how who we take and whose name we can attach to it. But yeah. enough of the depressing talk. As much as it pains me to see Devorah go, I am ecstatic about the future. Me too. I mean, we put our bid in for Tempe. We did. I mean, I think if that goes through and these draft picks work out, I think this is going to be one of the best eras in Coyote's hockey history. I mean, truly, I think this is, we're about to enter in, I think, the golden age, uh, hopefully. You know, I know that's a bit of a, a huge statement I made, but I, I don't know. I'm calling it now. I'm going to stake my, my claim, build my trenches, and say we're about to enter in one of the golden eras. We just got to be patient and kind of ride this sucker out. But I believe. I can tell you firsthand, I've been following prospects since about, well, I'll say 2012, give or take. And in all that time there, I've had prospects that excite me. I've never had a prospect I am as excited to follow along with as I am Dylan Gunther. This kid looks like the real deal. Wait, wait, more than Unique. This is your guy. Yes, well, yeah, more than Unique because I love Unique. He's my favorite prospect. Don't get me wrong. Unique is my guy. Gunther, though, has star potential written all over him. So he kind of steal, then, you'd say, Professor Grandy. I would. He says it here, folks. He said it. You hear that? Something to be excited for. But yeah, it's just... Uh... And then with three first-round picks and five second-round picks, we have... So crazy. In one of the deepest drafts that... And people have been talking about this draft for two years. We have eight picks in the first two rounds for it. That is absolutely mind-blowing. The off-season GMBA has had, just take a bow, man. Take a bow. Like I said, if you're going to make a mess, make a big mess. And he did. He, he had his mission of rebuilding the team. I mean, I, it hurts. It's sad. But man, when Josh Stone... Uh, Dylan Genther, ex-player here, ex-player here, Austin Matthews, <coughs> wear a Coyotes jersey in our new Tempe arena. I'm gonna be the biggest piece of crap. I'm not gonna let. I'm gonna talk smack to everybody. And so just so y'all know, just so everybody knows, I'm gonna be that guy. Don't forget the day that the Tempe arena opens up, we're getting those Coyotes tattoos. Oh, I'm excited. I I am ready. I got. I think I know which one I'm gonna get. I I think. I have my idea set, so I, uh, if it all goes through, which I'm, man, I'm praying every God I can, I'm being good karma as much as I can, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm very excited. It's painful as season's going to be, I'm excited for the future, as we've said in several pods now. I'm just, I'm ready. Oh, yeah, and that is one thing. Um, start, uh, just read about some of these prospects in this upcoming draft. Read about the depth of this draft. If you're having a hard time getting excited about it, just read a little bit about it. It's 
pretty amazing. It is a great draft. And then this will be like a top five draft of all time. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just thought the, the question popped in my head. That's almost impossible until the draft is passed. Um, it gets compared pretty favorably to 2015. In 2015, we've talked about how amazing that draft was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gotten some comparisons to, I think it's 2003. I believe it's 2003. That's considered like the best draft of all time. Um, wow. I don't know if I'd call it top five yet. Wow. Because really need to see who hits. Yeah, for sure. I know for Coyotes fans, part of our issue with getting excited about this is the draft I just mentioned. 2015. Why should we get excited when we had two first rounds and two second rounds in that draft and we came out with Christian Fisher? Well, (laughs) the big difference between now and that draft is our scouting department. We didn't have one essentially back then. We had one scout to cover all of Europe. So we essentially just punted on drafting European players. Well, who went four picks after Christian Fisher? Sebastian Aho from Finland. You know, the 30 to 40 goal scorer every season who's one of the best centers in the league. We did not scout well back then. I do like Fisher, though. He's a nice guy. So, that is one reason to get excited. On top of everything else we have had, that's just a reason to get excited. There is excitement ahead. And... There is excitement this year to watch how our young guys develop and watch how some of these draft prospects do because, well, I don't think we're going to have, I don't think we're going to use all eight picks in the first two rounds, but we're going to use a lot of them. So we could have a lot of these draft prospects on our team next year. Beautiful. Man, I'm I'm ready for Nick. Can we just skip a year? Can we just hypersleep or something through it, just get past it, because I'm ready. I want the future now. It's like Christmas. I'm tired of being like, oh, what What did I get? What are we going to get? I, I just want it now. I just want to wait kid. the day after the lottery, so that oh, way we, we don't have to deal with the disappointment of not winning the first overall pick. What if we do for the meme? I think the NHL, NHL should give it to us just for the meme. Imagine this crap posting on Twitter. If they give us the first round pick, can you imagine the meltdown? I'll, I'll be honest. Oh God! If, if they do that, let's wait a year. Because as much as I like Shane Wright, I'd rather have Connor Bedard. He said it. Fair enough. Um, and that's the other thing too, Coyotes fans. Is after this draft, we have a 2023 draft with Connor Bedard, who is just a notch below where they thought... McDavid? He's below McDavid, but he's right about where they thought Eichel and Matthews and all prospects. He's about there. Hmm. And then second overall, you have Medvai Michkov, who's being called the best Russian prospect since Ovechkin. Hmm. 
how is that not exciting? Yeah. Even the draft after, it may not... We don't know how that draft looks because of the lost years of COVID. But there's plenty excited just between those two. There's plenty to be excited about about the top of the draft. I'm excited. That's for sure. The Road, oh, yeah. Roadrunners are going to look good too. We'll stack them up. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Michelli, Yannick, uh, maybe Hayton. Hopefully he makes the NHL team, but maybe Hayton. I hope so. I hope so, so for him. I like the kid. Kirk, my boy Kirk, the red coat, Kirk. my yeah. favorite prospect right now. Actually, I'm planting my flag. Hopefully he's not a Manchester United or a Liverpool fan. He probably is, knowing my luck. But Yeah, there is plenty to get excited about in the coming future. For um, sure. Another thing uh, is just, I mean, I hear a lot of talk. Uh, again, today, just before we started recording, I took a quick browse through the Facebooks and the Twitters and all that. A lot of people saying, and oh, we're just going to trade this pick away to the pick away. Well, one, we're not the Diamondbacks, thankfully. Two, I think under another regime, I would have the same fear. But there's just something, and again, maybe I drink GMBA's, you know, cult Kool-Aid. I'm not opposed to believing that. But I really uh, really think this is going to be the one. That he's not going to do that. He's going to make it to where we do keep that, that one pick and we get that kid. And that's what's going to be uh, our future. I believe so strongly. Don't let me down, GMBA, please. I want to get a See, tattoo. Where, that's where it comes in. That's where the buck stops, essentially. Whether or not this rebuild works is on GMBA. If GMBA's rebuild works, we won't be trading these kids away. We won't be trading nope. these draft picks away. Until they're super old and we need the, uh, the cap space. If he busts out and he doesn't work out, then the next regime comes in, the next regime blows it all up again, and the next regime, and that's getting back into depressing things, because Let's I... Let's talk about happy. Let's talk happy thoughts. <laughs> I personally believe in Bill Armstrong. He's Me done too. a better job of tearing this to the ground than Chica ever did. He, he rivals Maloney right now for tearing it down, and he might have done a better job. He definitely did a better job getting assets. Like, oh man, consider where we are at this. We are considering where we were at the start of this. We sure. talked about how the hardest part about admitting we needed a rebuild was we didn't have assets, and we didn't really know if we had tradable assets. And now, all of a sudden, we got the ninth overall pick in last year's draft. We got a first-round pick in Connor Timmons for Kemper. We got another first-round pick, one that could be really good, too, for Dvorak. All of a sudden, we have assets just coming out the wazoo. Like, come on. How did GMBA pull this off? This is just... To think of where we were six months ago and look at where we are now is mind-boggling. He has to have dirt on somebody. He has to have dirt. He has to. He had to have been like, hey, remember that time well, at that Christmas party? Yeah? Give me your first-round pick. Okay. One thing I will say is he's gotten incredibly lucky. He has. Now, you have to do something with the luck, and he has. So don't take that as an indictment of Bill Armstrong. But 
he even said it today himself. He was asked in the press conference he held, so were you the happiest man on the on this planet when Yesperi Kotkanami got offer sheeted? And Bill Armstrong laughed and said, well, you got to have some luck as well. And that's yeah. how a bit of this has turned out. I, I mean, remember how many... following the Kemper trade, we knew we were trading Kemper that day. Mm-hmm. The question was, was how much we were going to get. And all of these goalies fell off the board and all of these goalie destinations got filled up pretty quick. And then you had Colorado, which everyone just kind of assumed they would keep their guy. They would keep, they would keep him locked up there. And all of a sudden out of the blue to everyone's surprise, he signs in Seattle. Now all of a sudden the Colorado doesn't have a single goalie and we had the last goalie on the market. It's yeah. I mean, I think he's even, I know I said something about it. It may have been on a podcast or we were playing Warzone or something, but uh, I remember saying like, we didn't have any, we didn't have bad luck. We had no luck at all. Bill Armstrong must have like horseshoes, rabbit's feet, monkey's paws. I don't know. I mean, We've we'll, never seen us, I mean, get this lucky. We will see how good his luck truly is come lottery time. Oh, God. If we get, I'm telling you, that first-round pick, I'm going to go to Canada myself and just moon him. Straight to Ottawa, Edmonton, be like, hey, guess what? We're well, not going to choke this one away. Technically, Ottawa has the first overall pick on the Ottawa 67, so... That's true. Wait, That's is it point. the Ottawa 67s? No, where does he play? I cannot remember right now off the top of my head where Shane Wright plays. I thought it was Ottawa 67s, but then I just remembered, no, that's where Tornia came from. So, right. Coach is going to lead us to the promised land. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we just, we have plenty to be excited about. It's okay to feel bummed it's okay to be hurt over this trade and don't let anybody tell you it's not but it's also okay to be hurt and excited at the same time it's just uh gotta wait a year to see who we put take with those picks and actually if you feel sad and someone's giving you crap about it tell them see you in five years keep that same energy keep the receipts let them know in five years and of course, this could age terribly, and I'm willing to admit that. But if this all goes according to plan in five years, ask them where they're at. Vegas fans, I'm making taking mental notes and taking my receipts because when I start seeing you guys wearing Kyle, you're saying, "Oh, actually, I was no, no, you were not. You're getting out. It's gonna happen. We'll not allow it. No Vegas fans allowed to jump ship. Mm-mm. Uh, it's." It's going to be fun. It's going to be it fun. With all these prospects. As a guy who, like I said, I like prospects. I like following along with their career. I like doing my version of scouting, if you want to call it that. Very amateur. Like pool party. Um, but it's. I mean, my dream job would be to be a scout. Um, just 
so yeah, following these prospects is going to be an extra little bit from extra little kick for me. It's just, uh, man, I have more faith in GMBA's drafting than I've had in any previous Coyotes GM in drafting. Honestly, yeah. I go back to the draft and uh, me and my dad called me when the Coyotes were on the clock so we could talk it through. And it's like Dylan Gunther's right there. He's the obvious pick. He's who he should go. He's the best prospect available. He should have gone third overall. How is he still there? And then as I'm on the phone with him, I go from that attitude to, well, I guess Cole Sillinger would be okay here. And, you know, Matthew Coronado's not bad. I could see us taking him because I'm so used to John Chica getting too cute and skipping the obvious prospect to go with someone else. And as much as I love Victor Soderstrom, and I think he's going to be a fantastic player still, so don't take this as an indictment of who Victor Soderstrom is. We passed on Cole Caulfield, who's looking like a legit future superstar. Oh, yeah. It's just that right there. Passing on him is bad enough, but then you also passed on Alex Newhook, who looks like he's a future top six center. Both players are better prospects than... Victor Soderstrom, and there's about three to four other prospects in the next ten picks after Soderstrom that are right now ranked above him. Again, nothing wrong with Soderstrom. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he's going to be good. But man, it would be nice to have one of those other pieces right now and have two great prospects in the system. Soon. A couple of years. These prospect pool parties about to be really lit. One year. One year. Next draft, we're going to have multiple great prospects in the system. I'm so excited. I am. Man, like I said, I wish I could skip forward. I really wish I could, just so I could know that all of it was worth it. But, uh, I mean, I really don't know how much more I have to add that's not going to be in our podcast we're recording in a couple days. So, do you have anything you want to add to this discussion, or? Uh, no, not this time. Uh, we'll be back. The episode should be releasing Wednesday. I'll probably set it to maybe uh, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Arizona time. I'll be recording Tuesday night, so if you happen to hear this and have anything you may want us to discuss and like that, hit up our Twitter, uh, Chirp and Yodi's Pod. And, uh, yeah, like I said uh, Professor Granny, if we're done here, let's uh, ready to close this sucker out. Oh, yeah. In the next podcast, you'll see uh, the full crew, me, Tyler, Chase, and Haynes, along with a special guest appearance. Oh, yes, that's right. We do have a special guest. I keep forgetting that. A special repeat guest appearance. Yes. Yes, it is. The, uh, a big influence on the pod, I guess you could say. A big reason it exists, actually. To, I mean, if we're going to be honest, he's the only reason it exists. Pretty much. Well, I guess the coyotes are technically a reason. Well, yeah, but he's the one who brought us together, essentially. Yeah. 
the grand or the godfather himself. Yep. All right. That's it. Shall we uh, end this sucker? Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for uh, paying attention to what we talk about and doing what we love to do, talking coyotes. And to Christian Dvorak, if you ever hear this for some reason, good luck in Montreal, man. I hope those fans treat you right. They really don't know what a gem of a player and a gem of a human being and a gem of a leader they are getting up there. So Truly. go up there and kill it. Absolutely. You'll be missed, Evo. Um, and I guess if that's it, we will see you guys on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your weekend. And goodbye.